This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Glory to God. Let's go in prayer. Father, we honor you today. And I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness this morning. I ask, Father, you think through my mind, speak through my lips, your very words, and just give us hearing ears what your spirit is saying. And we just endeavor to give you all the honor and glory this morning for all that you have done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. God is so awesome. And uh, so uh, today I'm still talking to you about prayer and fasting because I'm trying to keep you motivated. Amen. And um, and so this is um, the title. What is the title of my my sermon? You're going to pop that up for me. Fasting and prayer. That's a good title. Hallelujah. Um, For resting in the Lord. Amen. And so really, uh, that's my title is is fasting and prayer to rest in the Lord. And I'm going to say this, that we are in, the Bible talks about that we're in uh, treacherous times. We're in tumultuous times. Um, Peter talks about that. And um, we know this, that in the last days, the Bible says things are going to get worse for the world. Amen. Not for the church. Amen. Things are going to get wor- worse for the world. Amen. Now, we're, we're in the world, but what? We're not of the world. Amen. So, uh, so uh, you know, let me just kind of recap before I really go into it um, and recap what I've been ministering on for the past few weeks uh, to just uh, uh, get you well acquainted with these messages. We discovered in this series that, that fasting is a, is a Bible way to get closer to God, fasting and prayer. And, and so we know that, that when we fast... Hopefully what you're doing in this in these three weeks and the third week that we're going in this this week, that you're cutting off some of the natural worldly uh, entertainment and you're turning on the word of God on the worship. You're you're, you're getting closer to God this in this time. Amen. And, uh, you know, this is what we need to do. We need to develop uh, every day time to spend with God so we can be more like our Heavenly Father. And so really, fasting and prayer, fasting is disconnecting from the world in a sense, and prayer is connecting to God. So James 4, 8 says, if you draw near to God, what does God do? He draws near to you. I love that. So, so, so in James 4, 8, he's talking about when we draw near to God, God draws near to us. And uh, when he draws near to us, we can sense his ever abiding presence. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that we need to be very careful. And I don't want to move too quick into my message this morning, but that we don't get caught up in the drama of this world. Amen. Amen. Because I think sometimes we can and we can get a little nervous. And I'm going to say this, that if you're in God, you don't need to be nervous. Why? Because God has everything in hand. He has everything under control. Amen. I like this about drawing near to God in Psalms 145, 18 and 19. It says, the Lord is near to all those who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill their desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and save them. 
So, you know, you may be dealing with issues in this place. You know, you might be dealing with uh, issues with your finances or you might be dealing with issues with relationships or you might even be dealing with health issues. Um, you know, I, I guess there's only real th- three main issues that we deal in life are our relationships, our finances and our health. Isn't that right? And so if, if all those relations, if you're rela- I'm telling you, if your relationships are good, then everything else should fall into place. Amen. In other words, we got to keep walking in the love of God. Amen? Amen. Keep the love and unity going. And so here uh, in Psalms, uh, it says here, the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Amen. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. You know, listen, God knows our desires. Amen. He knows what we desire. You know, I love that. Scripture in Psalms 37, 4, that he will give us the desires of our heart. So, so God's not holding, listen, God's not holding back your blessings. Amen. God's not holding back what you desire. No, no. God is, is preparing us for greater things. Do you believe that today? And we are in a preparation mode. I really believe this, that God is getting the church ready uh, for a harvest. Do you believe that today? In other words, see, when, when, see, there's a shaking going on. Have you noticed that lately? <laughs> Have you noticed that things are being sh- shaken up? Things are shaking. And, uh, and the Bible talks about that, that, th- that God's allowing some shaking to go on. And we know the world, that there's things going on. And, but, but those that are firm in God, even though we can be shaken, will not be moved. Are you listening to what? I'm telling you, we will be firmly planted on the rock. And so what, what, what we're going to see in the end days is there's going to be a shaking. There is a shaking through the pandemic. There's a shaking through the different things that are happening. But God is with us. Amen. Amen. And so, so things are shaking. And I think it can be a good thing because I think that when things start to shake up a little bit, hopefully it will get the Christians that aren't walking as close to God as they need to, to get close to God. Amen. And hopefully it'll wake up the non-believers to realize that, you know, this life is short. Amen. And that we're, you know, most, most unbelievers, they think they're going to live forever. They don't think about death. They don't want to think about death. They don't want to think about dying. It's too morbid. And, uh, and so you ever try to minister to somebody and, and talk to them about, well, what, what happens when you die? People don't want to hear that. Amen. Don't talk to me about dying. I, I, want, I want to hear about living. You know, nobody wants to hear about dying. But it's funny, as a Christian, we prepare for that, that glorious day of going home to be with the Lord. Amen. You are in a preparation time. I'm going to say this again. You are preparing for that glorious day. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And since we are in a preparation time for the glorious day where we're going to meet our Lord and Savior Jesus, that could be when he splits the eastern sky and, 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 and we may not see death. Glory to God. In other words, if it's getting, the worse it gets out here, the closer Jesus is coming back. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So we're preparing. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm preparing. Amen. We're preparing what? For, to, to meet our Lord and Savior Jesus. And so the world, they are getting kind of shook up. 
And hopefully that gives us an opportunity and a platform. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? To talk about the goodness of Jesus and that this world is not going to last forever. That our life is not going to last forever. No, we're here in a blink of an, of an eye. We're, we're, we're here today and gone tomorrow. Uh, uh, James says it's, it's like a vapor. You know, so we, got, we have to understand this. And we're just, so, we're just pilgrims, uh, uh, sojourners, as the Bible says. We're just passing through. Somebody say, I'm passing through. Passing through. Amen. Amen. But we're getting over to the other side of glory. Amen. Amen. We're moving towards glory. Glory to God. So we also discover that, that, that as Christians, we're in a battle. And that battle is a battle between walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit. We, we understand that, 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 that there are, are weaknesses. of Anybody have any weaknesses of the flesh in the house today? Amen. Amen. We all have some weaknesses. Amen. We, we all have them. I, I wish I was perfect. How many people like to be perfect like Jesus? Amen. I want to be perfect. I, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to mess up. We sh- that should be our heart. Amen. Right? Our hearts every day is to really just to please God. Amen. Not to hurt anybody, or, uh, but to help people. That's my, that's my heart is to help people, to help people move into a, another dimension with God, into a higher dimension with God. Amen. That should be our desire to, 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 to walk in perfection. But guess what? It's, it, it, there's, there's weaknesses of the flesh. And that's why the Bible says that we need to bear with one another. Amen. Why? Because, you know, we bear with one another because we make allowances for the weaknesses of other people's flesh. Yeah. Amen. And we walk in love. That's right. And we walk in mercy. And you walk in love towards your spouse. Amen. And you walk in mercy. And you walk in love towards Pastor David when you drink some grounds in your coffee this morning. Amen. <laughs> some of you didn't have our coffee today and you're real, you're real happy about that. Amen. So we'll continue. So we, we, have, we are dealing with the flesh and we're dealing with um, you know, trying to navigate this faith walk. And, uh, you know, I, I say this all the time that, that our faith walk is a process of change. How many people are in a process of change in here? For the good. Not for the worse. Not for the bad. For the good. We're in a process of change for the good. Amen? And so, so when we're fasting... And praying and we're letting go of some carnal things and we're embracing some spiritual things. Hopefully, when we see Jesus, we'll be just like him. Like the Bible says, when we see him, we'll be just like him. Why? Because we're beholding him every day by looking at the word of God. What you behold, you become. Mm. Oh, man, what you behold, you become. That's a good word. That's a good one to tweet. What you behold. In other words, what are you thinking on and meditating on all day? I'm thinking about the promises of God. I'm thinking about the goodness of God. I'm thinking about the, the love of God. Amen. So, so we, have to, we have to continue to, to, to navigate this faith walk and to walk in the spirit. In Galatians 5, 16 and 18. 
It says this, it says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the spirit lust against, for, for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So what is that saying? Well, that's saying, look, there is a law set in place. There's God's laws. There's a law of faith. There's a law of life in Christ Jesus. There's a law of sin and death, right? Uh, And it says in Romans 8 that that, that Christ has redeemed us, you know, that that we're redeemed. Well, actually in Galatians it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. So we're redeemed from the curse. And we're also, it says in Romans 8, it says that therefore there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. For those that are in Christ has uh, crucified the deeds of the flesh. And so we have to get a revelation that, that God is greater in us than the forces that's outside of us. Amen. Can I get an amen on here? Amen. And so in Galatians and I'm probably going to do a, a, a good study again on the fruit of the Spirit. Like, I don't, like every year I try to do a study on that. I didn't do one last year. Um, and take every fruit and dissect it because God wants us walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And we know in Galatians 5, to 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the fruit of the Spirit. This is what we need to be walking in. This is the bar that we need to be, that's the bar that we need to attain. We need to be obtaining the bar of love, you know, joy, peace, long-suffering, or patience, and kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and the big one, self-control. So again, There's no law when we're walking in the spirit. But when you're walking in the flesh, then there's then we're we're, we're, there's a law that that's going to it's called the law of judgment. It's called you could say it this way. Well, let me just say it this way. It's the law of sowing and reaping. They're pretty similar. The law of judgment or the law of sowing and reaping. It comes together. In other words, God will judge our good works and God will judge our bad works. Amen. Amen. Or. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap, right? So whatever, whatever you sow to, you will reap. If you sow to the flesh, the Bible says we'll reap what? Corruption. If we sow to the spirit, what happens? We reap life. And so when you sowing to the spirit, what am I saying? When you're sowing to the spirit, how do you do that, pastor? How do you sow to the spirit when you're, Reading your Bible, you got your, 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 your daily devotion time where you're studying your Bible every day. You get in that God time where you get, uh, try to get your music, like get, turn K-Love. If you don't like K-Love, try one of the other Christian channels to get your mind set on God. You know, I, I found that I had to do some work the other day and I was listening to some worship music and all of a sudden I had to do some work. And I found myself singing. I didn't, the worship music wasn't on any longer, but it was in my mind and my heart. And I was singing this worship song as I was singing, doing my work. It was almost like, wow, my work, it wasn't really like work. 
Have you ever sung and worshipped the Lord while you were working? Have you ever done that? Start praising God and all of a sudden the peace and the joy starts kicking in. And, what, and, and, and the thing that you're doing becomes easy. Isn't that right? And so I'm telling you, we, this is how we sow to the spirit. We allow the, the, the word of God and we allow worship and praise to go on in our lives. Amen. We, 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 we do these things on a daily basis and then we, we start walking in the spirit of God. Amen. I'm telling you, it, it, I think, I, you know, I did say last week, it's hard to walk in the spirit, but not, it really isn't if you're focused on the Lord. If you're focused, how, you may say, how come I'm so spiritual when I'm in church and when I'm out of church, I'm not? Well, because we're focused on the Lord. But you can be spiritual all day long. You can be focused on the Lord all day long. You can be worshiping the Lord all day long. Amen. And, you know, like I would when I get up in the morning and I go in the kitchen to make my coffee. Uh, the first thing I would say to Alexis is, give me the news. And so the news comes on. Right. And it starts telling me all this stuff that's going on. Da, 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 da. And lately, since I'm in this fast, I say, uh, play my favorite. Wor- I, I have uh, Alexa play this worship song. And Alexa would play my worship song. And that should be the first thing. Now, I do get into the word. So I get the good news first, because before I get out of bed, I get my phone and I, and I hit my app and I, and I read my devotion, which takes about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. So that's the first thing I normally do when I before I even get out of bed, I'm reading the word. And then I, and I give a, a thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercies and your goodness. And I start getting up. I get to that coffee Then I say, give me the news. <laughs> but I had to temper it with the good news first. Sometimes you got to temper your life with the good news before you hear the worldly news. Because I like to know what to pray about sometimes. Like, oh, we need to pray about these things. Oh, my, my Lord, the whole planet's turning upside down. We need to start praying for some of our leaders and praying for, uh, you know, the situation and what's going on. Because we need, a, we, we need to know some things, but to pray for those things. Not to allow those things to get us un, at, at, at an unrest. Amen? And so, so we need a... We, I hear these things and I start praying. Okay, Lord, thank you, Lord, that you're revealing truth through these areas and that you're bringing people into truth. Thank you, Lord, that that coronavirus is dissipating in Jesus' name. You know, and they say, oh, it's the second wave. We should lock down again. And, you know, oh, man, Lord Jesus. Amen. So, you know, no, no, no. That's the good news. Amen. You're free in Jesus. You have divine protection in God. I'm not saying not to take precautions and do what you need to do to, to, to take your precautions. But still, uh, you know, uh, walk in faith. Walk in faith. The enemy is trying. What he's trying to do? He's trying to get us in fear. He's trying to get us in doubt. I mean, I could start looking at the news and I could start looking at everything. I could start focusing on that. And all of a sudden fear start creeping in. God doesn't want us walking in fear. He wants us walking in faith. Amen? Amen. So number three, we discovered that when we choose to fast and pray, it's a sacrifice. I talked about that last week. And, and, and it's sacrificing, you know, our ice cream. Hopefully you're eating right. You know, it's sacrificing 
you know, whatever uh, your, you know, the king's dainties. You know, the king's dainties. I'm talking about the muffins and amen, all that good stuff. I, I, you know, I don't want to go into it. And so, you know, we're sacrificing the sugars and all that. Why? Because we want to see some good results in our body. We want to see some, we want, we want to treat our bodies as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so when we treat our bodies as a temple of the Holy Spirit, then, then our bodies are going to function better. Yeah. We're going to be able to serve God better. So, so, so we need a sacrifice. Jesus knew he had a sacrifice. See, Jesus, see, listen. Jesus, before he went into his earthly ministry, he was, he was, you know, uh, drawn in to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tested of the devil. And so, so before he went into his public ministry, he had to suffer in the wilderness. And before God opens the doors of some great doors for some of us, you might, you, you might have to go through some suffering. You might have to learn some things. So when you come out, you'll come out in the, in the power of the Spirit. It's like Joyce Meyer, you know, uh, she's a, uh, a minister. You all probably know her. And she probably has one of the biggest ministries in the world. And, uh, and I mean, she has a huge ministry. And, but she learned, before she was in the crowds of thousands, she had a Bible study of 20 or 10 or 15 people. And so she, she was faithful to that Bible study of 10 or 15 people for years. I think for five, at least five years before she even came out into the public ministry. And I don't know how long before that that she was walking with the Lord. So it took some time before she's, now she's out in front of thousands of people. But see, she, she was in that testing and that struggle time. They would not take an offering up for her. They were, you know, they, they had to pinch pennies and, and, and coupons. And, you know, and she was in a suffering time. Some of us are in that suffering time today. Amen. Some of us are in a season of suffering. So don't despise that season. Don't despise the season. No, no, embrace it and move through it. We are in a season right now, but I'm telling you, the church might be in a, in a tight spot, in a season where the enemy's been closing down churches and, 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 and people just been, you know, uh, you know having, you know, hesitation and coming back to the church. And, um, and some people are, are healthy, but they, they still buying into the idea that it's unsafe to come out into public. And I guess they're getting everything delivered to them at their house. And, but, uh. But, but I, I believe it's getting safer and safer every day that we get up. I, I believe, you know, with, with, the, um, uh, with, these, uh, with the vaccine being administered and all that, that it's getting better. Glory to God. I think Como says we got to open up. <laughs> or everything's going to go down. That's what he said now. Amen. So what, what I'm saying, because, because it's not healthy being locked down. We need each other. Amen. Amen. So I love that. So Jesus was led in the spirit. He went through the wilderness. He was tested of the devil, but he came out in the power. of the. See, listen, in our fast that we're putting down some things, I believe that we should be uh, 
uh, believing God that when we come out of this fast that we're going to be stronger, that we're going to be better, that we're going to be faster, that we're going to be like the $6 million man. Anybody ever used to watch that TV show, The Six Million Dollar Man? It's a, it, it used to be my favorite when I was a kid. It's an old show. I'm dating myself. Most millennials wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. But, the, you know, it, it was about this astronaut that crashed and they put a new arm, and two new legs and a bionic eye or an infrared eye or whatever. He had bionic arms and bionic legs. And he could run like 60 miles an hour and he was like a superman. Amen. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying that, you know, the hindrances and the things that has blocked you from moving forward, you're going to start moving. I'm telling you at a high velocity, when you get through this fast, you're going to be moving through things so much easier. In other words, those hindrances are leaving us, leaving this church. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so as we fast and pray, as we sacrifice, we learn to sacrifice some, some natural things to embrace some spiritual things that God has for us. I got a couple of scriptures pertaining to sacrifice. I know you, li- I know you like these scriptures because everybody loves to sacrifice, right? It's, what's the old saying? What, is there a saying that says no pain, no gain? Is that, a say, is that almost a true saying, right? You know what the Bible says also? The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> no pain, no gain, right? And so, and so, and so there is a process. There's going to be a pain zone that we're going to have to move through to get to the glory. Yeah. Isn't that right? Jesus had to move through it. We got to move through it. Uh, you know, Jesus said, you got to pick up your cross, follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. If no, no one comes with me, I'll still follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Amen? And so we got to keep picking up our cross. We got to keep moving towards the throne because we're all moving towards the throne of God. Amen? And I like this. It says here in Psalms 116 and 17, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. You know it's a sacrifice to give God thanks when things are falling apart around you. <laughs> you know it's a sacrifice to say, well, God, you know, all this stuff is going on, but thank you anyway. It's a, sometimes it's a sacrifice just to give God thanks regardless of what's going on. The bills are coming in. Uh, you know, your, your body's racked in pain. Uh, issues are coming at you, uh, and you say, thank you anyway. Don't thank him for what's going on. Thank him that he's going to bring you to the other side, regardless of what's going on. So so we, it's a sacrifice of thanksgiving as we call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to our God. That is the fruit of our lips given thanks to his name. This is very important. This is very important because, you see, your attitude will determine your altitude. So it, that's very important. I remember listening to Brother Hagen, And Brother Hagen had great faith to be healed. 
he, he, he got off of a bed of affliction. He was 16. He had an incurable blood disease. He had heart issues. The doctor said he wouldn't make it to, at, at, he would die, he'd be dead before he was 17 years of age. He was in bad shape. He took the Bible, started reading it, believing the word of God, believing the promise, started standing on the promises of God's word as if they were true, and God healed him. Amen. And, and, and as, he, as, he, as he stood on the promises, God healed him. But, you know, in that process, I was listening to him the other day. I never heard this before, but he regressed in his health. He ended up staying back in the bed a little longer. And he's, he said, well, how come I'm, my health is regressing? And, and because he didn't keep doing what he needs to be doing, speaking the promises of God's word. You can't stop. Somebody said, well, I've read my Bible. I read it all the way through one time. I'm good. I've been to church one time. I'm good. I, I tried that. You know, just going to church once, reading your Bible, even all the way through one time. That's it. I don't need to read that book anymore. No, you need to continue to read. You need to continue to forge forward in your faith. Amen. So, so we, have to, we have to continue to give God thanksgiving. Uh, God promises perfect peace. Isaiah 26, 3. He will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because we trust him. That's the key. Because what is the enemy working against? Our trust. Like, oh man, God, are you going to come through? God always comes through. No matter what it looks like, he always comes through. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So now I'm getting into my message. Amen. I'm getting fasting and prayer to enter into the rest. Amen. You know, this this walk, this faith walk was never meant for us to uh, struggle uh, in our flesh. God never meant for us to have a struggle. Uh, I like what it says in Matthew 11, 28, 30. Jesus is saying this in Matthew 11, 28 and 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So you, might, you may be dealing with some issues and sometimes we get in this place where uh, and you, sometimes you might hear other people, brothers and sisters, perhaps not in this church, maybe from another church, saying you don't know the burden I'm carrying. You guys won't say that because, because his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. But sometimes we focus on the burdens that, that we tend to carry. Why are you carrying those burdens? Give your burdens to God. Uh, well, pastor, that's easier said than done. You don't know the burden I'm dealing with. Amen. Amen. You don't know. Hey, I don't know, but you can cast your cares on the Lord. You give that problem to God. You pray that God moves on that issue and that situation. So, so listen, listen. He says, come to me all who labor and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. In other words, when you hook up with God, he's not, he's not a hard taskmaster. He's not going to try to make you do a bunch of things. Amen. God is not that difficult. 
God's much more easygoing than you, than you think. Amen? In other words, he wants you enjoying life. I think that's the name of uh, uh, Sister um, uh, Enjoying Everyday Life. Isn't that um, Joyce Meyer's program, Enjoying Everyday Life? Why? Because she, she feels that we're supposed to be enjoying life. Amen. It's okay to enjoy life. Yes. It's okay to laugh a little bit. Amen. It's okay to, to shout, joy, uh, uh, shout glory in the house. Amen. Amen. It's okay to praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. We need to be doing that. Amen. Amen. So we must believe that God has... Good things in store for our future, no matter what might be going on in the political arena in life, might what may be going on in your financial life, might be going on in your in your health or your relationships. You got to believe that God has good things in store for us. Psalms twenty seven thirteen and fourteen. I love this, and mark this down in your Bible. I would have lost hope, or I would have lost heart. Excuse me. I would have lost heart. Hope would have been a good word too. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let me read that again. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, what, what the psalmist is saying, he's saying, if I didn't believe, if I didn't have a stern uh, uh, conviction in my heart that God is going to make things right, uh, I would lose heart. And I'm going to say this, God's making things right. He's making the wrongs right. He's turning things around. Do you believe that today? He's making it right. He's going to make everything right. And he's making it right. Say he's making it right. And even if somebody stole something from you, even if somebody took something from you, then what you need to do is sow it to them and get double for it. In other words, no, they didn't steal it. I will sow it to them and I'll get double for my trouble. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? What did, what did Jesus said, hey, if somebody takes, takes your shirt, give them your coat too. What? Are you serious, Jesus? Why? Because when you have a giving heart and a giving attitude, if somebody steals something from you, it's because they got no faith. They have no faith. They, 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 they think that's what they got to do to get by. Then they should ha- then just have it. But God will repay back Amen. in Jesus' name. You believe that today? So, so he said this, that I would have I lost heart unless I believe. See, you got to believe. You got to believe that there's better days. I like what it says here on uh, the next verse. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. A lot of people don't hit this one. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. <laughs> What's the problem? We're not waiting on the Lord. We're going off half cocked trying to make things work ourselves instead of waiting on the Lord. Sometimes when things are happening to us, sometimes the best thing we can do, especially if it's negative things, get quiet with God. Wait on God. Let God speak to you through this. Let him reveal to you how you should respond to it. Don't just respond so quick. Don't don't just you know trump uh, up something and 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 then uh, you know crucify the person over something that may not even be their fault. Amen. Don't impeach somebody until you have all the evidence that it may not even be your people that are doing things against the Capitol. 
Could be Antifa people. It could be people like that. It may not be all Trumpsters. Don't, 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 you know, uh, com- uh, convict somebody in a day. Have due process. What does that mean? Uh, weigh everything out, and it should take some time and not a split decision. See, we got to be very careful. See, sometimes, man, I'm about ready to get out of my chair today. Uh, listen, sometimes we judge people on what they do, but God doesn't judge us like that. Somebody may do something that may look wrong, but what was the intent in their heart? Because if their intent wasn't to hurt or to harm, and God looks at the intents of our heart more than just our outside of what we do on the outside. Yes, that, that, yeah, you could do something, but what is the intent? Was it malicious? I could back up and hit somebody by mistake, you know, and, and that person get out of the car. Why'd you hit me? You, you know, and, and it was just, a, it was an accident. It wasn't intent. It wasn't malicious. That's why we don't judge people sometimes on what they do because we don't know where they're at. We don't know the pressures that are on them and what the enemy's trying to do and trying to get them so messed up in their thinking. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's why we pray for people. That's why we lift them up. That's why we, you know, if you're going to correct somebody, try to do it in the love of God. I'm trying to work on that myself. I mean... Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Amen. So, so we got to believe that we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of living. In other words, regardless of what's going on in this world system, God's going to take care of me. And God's going to take care of you. And all I know is when all the, all the bad things that were happening uh, in Egypt and uh, with the ten plagues going on, I know that the Israelites were protected in Goshen. They were protected. And listen, I, it, 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 every, all hell's breaking loose. So it ain't going to come near my dwelling, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Are you listening to what I'm saying? Why? Because I got, I got angels. Amen. You have angels protecting you, guarding you. Do you know each one of you have an angel yeah. that divinely protects you? That's why you're here today. You know, you know all the dumb things that you used to do and you should be dead right now? <laughs> Pastor, I've never done any dumb things. Come on. We all have done some dumb things in our lives. And thank God for God's divine protection. Amen. Have you ever tried to get in trouble and you just couldn't? Have you ever been there? Because you had somebody praying for you. You just couldn't get in trouble. You tried. I tried getting in trouble lots of times, but my mom was praying for me. Thank God for the prayers of a godly mother. Hallelujah. Amen. And God and thank God for prayers of godly siblings. Are you praying for your siblings? Are you praying for your neighbors? Are you praying for those that that are outside the church? Are you praying for the ugly people out there? We need to because we were ugly, too. Some of us are still a little ugly trying to get out of ugliness. Amen. Now, look at this. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And I I know I, I hit this scripture a lot, but. Let me just read it because I like it because sometimes I have a fear of the future. Mm, is there anybody out there that ever have a fear of the future, of what the future might hold? 
Like, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I mean, that's one of the worst fears I have is, oh, I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow. I hate that type of fear. The devil used to beat me over the head about, you know, you know, you know, and he will over any area of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? If the enemy can put fear in you about your marriage or about your kids or about... Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? I wonder if she's going to be with me next tomorrow, you know? <laughs> I wonder if my kids are going to ever talk to me again. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if the, if the congregation is coming back next week. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm just saying sometimes, you know, fears of a pastor. Did I say it just right? Did I say it too strong? Did I say it too hard? Am I taking people off, you know? Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But praise God. God has it in hand. Amen. If he's with me, he's with you. Thank you Lord. And if he's with you and you know that he's with you, then you don't have nothing to worry about. Amen. As long as you know he's with you. Somebody say, God is with me. Is with the hope of glory. He's with me no matter what. You know, I, you know I, Listen. Let me get to the scripture. For I know the plans, Jeremiah 29, 11, amplified. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have in you. Now, I know some say, well, isn't this for Israel? Yeah, it is, but it's, it's for us too. Every promise of Israel is for us. We're, we're basically, it's the, it, we're Abraham's seed. Israel's Abraham's seed. And uh, it says here, for I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. So don't worry about tomorrow. Didn't Jesus say, you know, the, the, the world worries about what they're going to eat and what they're going to wear. And, all, and these are what the worldly people worry about. But, but Jesus said, don't worry about these things. Jesus said, I take care of the birds, uh, you know, and I, and I take care of, uh, of the animals. I take care of the birds of the air. And, 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 and the sparrow, and he says that you're more valuable than many sparrows, right? And so really, what, what, what the Lord doesn't want us doing, he doesn't want us worrying. He doesn't want us worrying. He wants us to cast our cares on him. And I know, I know you're saying to me, Pastor, that's just easily said and done. Yeah, it is. It's easy to say it. It's easy to preach it. You've got to walk it out. Sometimes, you know, things will be coming against me or, or, or just it, it, a lot of times it's just perceived things. It's how I'm perceiving things. I'm perceiving things and the enemy will try to make it a lot worse than really what it is. And so I'm perceiving something and it's really not that bad. If I told somebody, say, is that all you're worried about? But then the enemy amplifies it and, and my perception could be amplified and it may not even be reality. And so the enemy is trying to amplify something that's not even a big deal. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so we, have to, we have to get our spiritual heads screwed on straight. Amen? And so, so listen, the enemy is trying to shake some of us up. In the church, we should be solid as a rock. We should be immovable. We should not be... We should not be swaying back and forth like a, like a boat 
in, in the sea. No, we need to be strong in God. And how do you do that? You keep your mind stayed on him. You keep speaking the promises. You believe his word. And sometimes when things are happening, sometimes I would say, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, God, no matter what. I trust you, God, no matter what. I tr-. And sometimes I might have to say that a hundred times. I trust you, Lord. I trust you with all my heart. I lean not on, all, on my understanding. In all my ways, I acknowledge you. And you shall make the crooked places straight. I trust you, God. You're going to work this thing out. I have to say it out of my mouth. I have to start confessing some promises. I believe your word. I know, God, it doesn't look right. I know it looks like everything's against me. But I know if you're for me, it doesn't matter who's against me. You might have to start talking to yourself. See, see, we're always having conversations, you know, it, you know, or our thoughts, what we're thinking. You know, you have a conversation in your head about what, you know, you're thinking. Uh, okay. And sometimes you, you, you're, this is how you analyze things. You have a conversation. Okay, what did that person say? And then you, you rewind what they said and then you analyze it. And then, then you have that argument in your head what you're going to say to them. A lot of times I have this argument in my head and what I'm going to say. And sometimes I do say things. I get my, my foot in my mouth or I just, you know, I don't have that. I'm working on the self-control. How many people are working on self-control out here? I remember that I came, listen, can I, can I give you a story here? Man, i got to close this down. I was, I was going to the gym. I'm not going to tell you what gym. I, I, I belong to three of them. And um, Planet Fitness, and I got this other gym that's an old gym that I don't pay really any money to. It's, it's um, I can't think of the name. But I was going to the gym, and they, and they close at 6 o'clock. Did I give this story yet? And they close at six. And I'm just trying to get in there just to get a quick, I mean, I'm talking about a quick cardio. I'm talking about get on that machine and do 15 minutes, try to get two miles out of it. Amen. And so I'm trying to get in there and, I'll, and I get there and they close at six. And I get there. It's a quarter till. I, I get to that door and it's locked. The, 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 the door's locked. The door's locked. And, and it's like people, I start. I start banging on, I start bang, 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 bang. I start banging on the door. Like, I'm here to work out. I'm focused. I got to get to the, I got to get to my cardio machine. I don't, if I don't get to my cardio machine, I'm going to go ballistic. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm focused. I got to get it in. Right? And I'm banging on this door. Bam, 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 bam. Can you see this pastor banging on our door? Yeah. Let me in. And this, and, and, and the person that's normally there in the front, it's not even there. I said, what is wrong with that? You know, and, and, and some guy's walking by, you know, some older guy is walking by, you know. Uh-huh. I said, bang, 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 can you open this door? He goes, yeah, it's, the time is coming in. He, he opens the door for me. He said, I said, where's the people working here? I said, why is it? Co-? And so I, I get in, the, then the, finally the guy that, 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 that was running the thing, Said, oh, Mr. Lambert. He knows who I am. Mr. Lambert. And, and I just beelined it. I just didn't say one word to him. Beelined it to my machine. I started working out. I just grumbled. <laughs> Got to my machine. Started working out. He didn't say anything. Because they always have to take your temperature. And, and have you had diarrhea? Have you had this? Have you had, they always got to ask all the 10, 20, 20 questions. I said, if I did, would I be here? You know, please, 
And, um, but they got to give you that 20, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they got to give you the 20 questions, but he didn't give me those 20 questions. See? And now it's in six o'clock and it's me and this other person. And I'm just, and he gets in there and he says, you know, it's, it's, it's six o'clock. And I don't say a word. I'm just still working on my machine. <laughs> you need, you need to allow me five more minutes for the time that I banged on that door to get in. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And so I, you know, I, I just said, man, I said, you need to, you need a, you need I said, what time do you close? Six o'clock. I said, what time did you lock these doors? 525. I said, why are you doing that? I said, that's bad business, man. And that's all I said. And I walked out. That's just bad business. And I walked out. I lost it. But you know what? I came back. I never seen that guy back. So I don't know what happened to him. I don't know. But my thoughts were, I'm going to call the manager. I'm going to do that. All in my mind, I started thinking, all the stuff that I was going to do, I was going to talk to that man, uh, the, the head person over at the Y, about this person. But you know what? After I said, I said, no, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just not going to even worry about it. I, you know, I just gave him a piece. I gave him a little piece of my mind. You know, don't, you run a business like this? That was it. But I said, I'm a pastor. How am I going to get that guy saved? But anyway, um, maybe blew that one out of the water. But, but, but then, you know, I never seen him back. So I don't know if he got nervous or if the word got out that he's closing the place early. or if that. I don't think that was their policy. And so I don't know. I didn't see him. I don't know where he's at. Maybe he switched to another club because he didn't, you know, thinks I'm going to tangle with him or something. I don't know. We've got to keep him in prayer. But what am I saying? I'm saying that when you start walking with God, and you, start walk, and you start evaluating situations, you don't have to take your own revenge. In other words, God will work things out. You just give it to God. You, you give the situation to God and let God work out. You pray for those. You pray for those people that despitefully use you. Now, we know this, that the enemy's working, and he's trying to get some of us in the fiery furnace. And he's trying to get us to think that we're all, us Christians, and I know with all the things going in the political arena, and you got, oh my God, you know, most Christians feel like things are really, de- that we're out for the count. No, we're not. We're not out for the count. God's raising up a glorious church. God's raising us up and we're overcomers. No matter who's in office, no matter who's in, in the presidential office, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, God is with us. God is for us. God is raising up an army that's going to stand strong. I'm telling you, I'm looking at some Meshach, Shadrachs, and Abednego's in here. I'm looking at some people that, you know, when, when Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and, and Abednego, I'm telling you, think of those names. When, when they... When they were, uh, when they were uh, you know, challenged by Nebuchadnezzar and Nebuchadnezzar wanted to give them a chance. And Nebuchadnezzar said, listen, listen, boys, you know, I'm pretty upset about this, but I'm going to give you one more chance to bow before the uh, statue. And, and uh, this is what um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, answered to the king. He said, they said this, we have no need to answer you. This is Daniel 3, 16 and 18. We have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, uh, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. I love that. But listen to the next part. But if, if not, if he doesn't deliver us, let it, let it be known to you, O king, we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. 
Now, what, now what am I saying here? They were, they were so locked and loaded in their trust in God that they said either they knew either God was going to deliver them from the fiery furnace or he was going to deliver them through the fiery furnace. See, either we're going to be delivered from some things or we're going to be delivered through some things. Are you listening? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And when they went into the fiery furnace, they were delivered through some instead of delivered from some. Some of us will be delivered from some things and some of us will be delivered through some things. I like to be delivered from them. I don't want to enter any kind of problem. I don't want to go to the fiery furnace. I want to be delivered from them. But sometimes you've got to be delivered through them. I don't want to be delivered through them. God, I don't want to go to the fiery furnace. Lord Jesus. Amen. I don't want to go through the problem. But sometimes God allows us to go through the problem so his glory can show up in the... Am I talking to anybody today? Sometimes God will allow us to go through a problem so that his glory can show up in the problem. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Can I say it again? Sometimes he won't deliver us from the problem. Why, pastor? Sometimes you have to be delivered through the problem. And when you're delivered through the problem, I believe he gets more glory. You'll learn to stand in faith even in a greater measure. You'll learn to trust him even greater. Because when he comes through, when you're in the fiery furnace of life, and he comes through and he pulls you out, you know there's a God in heaven. You know there's a God that you serve. You know that he's a great, and he's the midnight God. Bob, pastor, did you have to go there today? Yes, he's the God of the midnight hour. And I'm telling you, we're in a midnight hour. And some of us are in the midnight hour of our faith. We don't know where to turn. I'm telling you, things are looking bad. But I'm telling you, if you continue to keep your eyes on Jesus, continue to trust him in the fiery furnace, Jesus will show up. Jesus will show up in the fiery furnaces of life. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. He will show up. The deliverance will come. The deliverance will come. Some of, some of us, some of our uh, family members got corona. Some of us will never get it. I'm believing I'll never get it. But even if I do, he'll deliver me through it. Glory to God. Even if I do, I'll take hydroxychloroquine. That everybody's outlawing. That would have saved 80% of the people that died. Are you hearing? And I would get through it faster. Of course, you've got to add zinc to it so it gets in your cells. Amen? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Either he's going to deliver you from it or he's going to deliver you through it. But in either way, he's, going, he's a delivering God. Do you believe that today? And I'm telling you, Jesus is showing up more and more and more and more. And he's going to get the glory, not man. Man's not going to get the glory. He's going to get the glory. And I'm telling you, the church is going to go up brighter and brighter. And I'm telling you, the testimony is going to be so awesome. People will be drawn into the kingdom. You believe that today? 
Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you that we might be at a midnight hour in our trial and tribulation. But I know, Father God, that you are a mighty God and that you can deliver us from it or you can deliver us through it. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are doing a mighty work. Perhaps you're here today in the audience. Maybe you're facing financial issues. Maybe you're facing some health issues or relationship issues. Maybe you're watching online and you're dealing with those issues. Well, well, my God is a delivering God. And the Bible says if you just call upon the name of Jesus, you shall be delivered. So I want to encourage you today. If maybe you're watching, maybe you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Today is a day of salvation. Call on his name. And I guarantee you, God will usher you in to his rest today. You believe that? Just say this and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your peace your love and your joy, and give me the rest that I desire. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.